And now, a word from one of our passionate listeners. I don't understand how I ended up here, stuck, listening to the big titty heathen and a sexy, suave Satanist. And I would tell you to the fuck off, but I simply can't do that. For when I finish an episode of yours, you have me fiending for more, like I'm some burning Eden podcast junkie. So please, keep the good shit coming. And for those who aren't indulging in this, how? What is wrong with you? The Burning Eden podcast is some really good shit. Welcome back to another theist-friendly episode of the Burning Eden podcast. I'm Mel, your favorite big titty heathen. And I'm Bath, your suave, smooth, spicy Satanist. So Bath, um, I keep mm-hmm. forgetting to ask you, so what are you bringing to the uh, Atheist Convention weekend? Since, you know, I'm bringing mm. the 53 gallons of lube. Well, since you're bringing the lube, I'll bring the super soaker. Oh, uh, what? Explain yourself. Well, since we're still in the middle of a pandemic, you know, I'm trying to stick to the guidelines of being six feet apart. Uh-huh, I still don't get it. So, lube, super soaker. You you could say I'm shooting my shot. God damn it. Well, I mean, as long as it's not in the, in the hair or the eyes, you know the rules. Listen, if, if priests can do baptisms with them. The lube or the super so, soaker? Anyway, on today's episode, we have our friend Chad, <laughs> a.k.a. Arch Radish from TikTok. What is up, man? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, I, I was just here? thinking of how you're just really, you know, not going to throw away your shot, and you just got copyright strike. Okay, right? Like, <laughs> Miranda writing a stern letter to, to us, you know, like God damn it. Uh, oh, is that Hamilton? Mouse. Yeah, he he's lame. He he refuses to watch Hamilton, even though he has access to it. Eh. You know, it's a high quality, you know, version of it. Like this motherfucker, he makes me so angry. God damn mm. it! But yeah, he he doesn't understand that reference. So. I think okay. I've heard that. I, yeah. And I'm not something, something, my shot. I'm not throwing away. <laughs> something, something, my shot. Throw it away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You see, that's how, I, that's how I sing that song at karaoke after a couple of uh, actual shots. <laughs> I'm not something, something, my shot. That's a preview Listen, of what's going to happen in April. I was just about to say, like, we can go to karaoke. Let's make this happen. Fuck yeah, please. <laughs> I love karaoke. I, yes, I do. Very yes, much he, so. He's a whore for karaoke. Mm-hmm. Well, same here. Same here. Oh, um, we're gonna have so much fun. I can't fucking wait. Oh my god. So how are you? <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? I am fantastic. I've actually had a really good weekend. Um actually Yay. spent a little bit of it uh talking to a bath of metal. So yeah, that was awesome. Got to meet you, got to get to know you. And um in in, in a very platonic way. Yeah. My, my condolences. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, uh, um, well, I was able to seduce him to get him, you know, yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I, I mean, better. it just took some chicken nuggets, honestly. I'm right. a cheap date. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did he show at least one titty? Is Was that, you know? It, it was more like an it's... under titty. Like, uh, you know, I, I, mean, I, I find oh. the mystery Never the underestimate part. under boob. Okay. And or You're side violating boob. the non-disclosure agreement, <laughs> sir. Oh, <laughs> My lawyers will be contacting <laughs> <Lawyers>. your lawyer. <laughs> My people will talk I didn't with your people. <laughs> I didn't know a chicken nugget and underboob was legally binding. I mean, right. um, oh, it very much is, sir. So, was the chicken nugget in the underboob? 
Well, I mean, you was do he... have to work for it, yes. So, this is I mean, true. This gonna, is very yeah. true. You know, um, I had to bring, <laughs> I had to bring my own sauce, but you know, that was <laughs> <laughs> I have barbecue sauce on my titties. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Well, you okay, don't even like know what's in your titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You probably found your keys after a week. Right. Listen, <laughs> I found like fifty cents in my bra. I just found sprinkles. <laughs> Like, there's some shit that's hidden in my tits. I'm just saying. Like, they're great for storage. <laughs> but yes. Oh Welcome to the show, Chad. Yeah, I, I just have to ask. You mentioned a 53-gallon thing of lube earlier. Now, how are you transporting yes. that? I, I'm now curious, but okay. Uh, uh, it's, it's in my bra. The whole thing's in my okay. bra. <laughs> it used to be 54, but now yeah, it's I had, Yeah, I had to use some, you know. Right here. April's a long way away, you know. It is. It is. <laughs> so anyway, every episode it goes down. It goes down, <laughs> just like me. Hmm. Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I love it. Except for DJ anyway. Khaled, but that's that's a whole story. Oh anyway. god! Don't don't even. <laughs> what? No, no. Let's move on. <laughs> Okay, you it's can tell me thing. after. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll explain that reference to you, Beth. Okay, so <laughs> per tradition, we would love the guests to read the Bible verse of the day. What do you have for us today? Okay, um, I was going to attempt this in my mom's voice, but no. Um, <laughs> so, I grew up in a very religious household. Um, so this is from Song of Solomon, and this is one that actually depends a lot on the translation. So okay. it's very important. Mm-hmm. This is Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 12, in the English Standard Version. And it says, and I quote, <clears throat> mm-hmm. While the king was on his couch, my nard gave forth its fragrance. What? While the king was on his couch, my what nard the... gave forth its fragrance. So, Amen. yeah. Uh, Amen. So, yeah, the Bible's got Amen. nards. The Bible's got nards. <laughs> Much like the Wolfman. <laughs> God damn it, Wolfman. Oh my that, I did not know that that was in the Bible. I, I need to Google this. <laughs> English is not my first language. <laughs> oh my God. So I checked other translations and yeah, apparently yeah. apparently an alternate translation of Nard is perfume, which uh, I kind of think that's ah. um, a euphemism for something Megan the Stallion would sing about. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For I sure. mean, there's lots of those in the, like, washing of the feet. You know, we, we know what that means, you know. Um, yeah. um, but that was amazing. Amen. 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 <laughs> this is all about Nard yeah. fragrance. Uh, so, this episode is brought to you by uh, Ball Wash. <laughs> ball, they have ball jacuzzis. Have you ever seen do, that? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes, I have. Just add some bubbles and you're good. Ball koozie. Ball koozie. There you go. Well, any jacuzzi is a ball koozie if you're brave enough. Uh, technically, you are correct. Uh, true. You are correct. True. God, God damn it. Uh, so, yeah. So, thank you for sharing that. I did not know that. So, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> That, I have that mental picture in my head now. God damn it! Um, of the Bocuzzi? Yeah, yeah. Just and it's fragrant. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's yeah. But what what fragrance is it? What are we speculating? Like it's oh, nard. It's nard. What does that even mean? It smells like nard. Okay, but what is that? Is that orange flavored? Like no, it smells like balls. It smells like okay. So Cheetos. Yes. Okay. Is it the hot and spicy Cheetos then? Yes. Oh no no, just regular. Oh, just regular. Okay, oh, really? okay, cheesy right. poofs then. I don't know if they cheesy they, poofs. Poofs. 
Look, they are poops. Can you imagine? Oh my god, no, stop. Okay. Um <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> um so yeah, so it's like uh, thank you for being on our show. So uh, we found you, or you know, Beth found you um, on TikTok. <laughs> and, but uh, would you care to share with us uh, your story, your religious background, and how you got to where you are today? Okay, dun, well, it's, dun, dun. Dun. <laughs> it's a long and sordid story that uh, has to do with the Netherlands, the missionary position, my mom's gynecologist, and a few other things. And I'm not making any of that up. Um, okay. I am titillated. Let's go. Go All on. Right. Titillated. Titillated. So am I. <laughs> is this stuff that smells? Mm-hmm. It's it, the nardy also... nardy nips. <laughs> oh my god. Nardy nips can also be a drink. See what you uh, did, yeah. Chad. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take anyway. the nardy nips. The nardy nips. <laughs> Are they a matching <laughs> set? Like nardy balls and nardy nips. <laughs> There's two shot glasses with Cheetos in them. Yeah. Oh my. <gasps> Ooh, okay. All right. I'll what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Okay. Your, your story. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So my dad, um, he grew up charismatic, but was converted to the Southern Baptist Convention in the 70s, 60s, right around that time. He was working at a uh, steel, steel mill, which in Alabama, which is where I'm from. That's pretty mm-hmm. much the only kind of place that you could work. Um, and he found out very quickly that there was this other option called preaching that you could actually make a living at. So huh. with like basically no education uh, from the backwoods of Alabama, he decided to go into seminary, um, had a bit of a run in in the Southern Baptist Seminary and went and joined the Independent Fundam- Fundamental Baptist Church. Um, hmm. And he joined the seminary there under the leadership of a man named Jack Hiles who was a complete mm. cult leader. This will be a theme later. <laughs> so, okay. dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he um <laughs> so he eventually left there uh but learned a lot from that particular cult leader. Uh eventually uh pastored in Alabama for a while and then became a missionary overseas to the Netherlands. Uh right oh, around wow. that time he had about 3 kids um somewhere in, in all of that. He became a missionary to the Netherlands and Belgium where he didn't quite like the school systems over there, so he decided to homeschool uh, my older sisters and brother. Oh, boy. Uh, which was unheard of back then. This is the mm-hmm. late 70s, early 80s. Homeschooling wasn't really a thing, and they had all sorts uh-huh. of trouble with the government over there. It was a yeah, big, big deal. Mm-hmm. So eventually, my dad started losing his hearing and decided that rather than learn a foreign language uh, in the Netherlands and or Belgium, he would just go to England and pass through there, and that's where I was born. Uh, oh wow yeah there was a nine-year gap between my older brother and myself so i very obviously wasn't part of the plan (laughs) right (laughs) so is that uh, where the missionary position comes in yes absolutely yeah he's there were a lot of missionary positions including the one that my dad held and the one that he did to get four kids up to this point i mean Um, there we go because it's independent baptist you can't get too creative so, yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> Eventually, my dad's hearing loss got to be so much that he came back stateside. Um, I was a year old. They pastored a church, and uh, my dad did. It you know, took a while to get it started. My folks were really uh, focused on that for a bit. But then my mother, who was approaching her 40s at this point, decided to find a Christian doctor. Oh. Hmm. And they found an OBGYN doctor who is a very devout Christian. 
and being in her early 40s, getting up there really, uh, they consulted with this doctor who said, uh, who asked how many kids she had already had. And, you know, she said, well, we have four, but we're not really looking to have any more, you know, getting up there and all that. And he said, well, haven't you decided to give that over to the Lord to see how many kids uh, he would want you to have? <laughs> yes, my mom's doctor uh, introduced my mother to the quiverful movement in Christianity, oh, which... No. If you're unfamiliar, it's a movement in Christianity where people have as many kids as they can to try to take over the world for Christianity through procreation. Like the Duggars, basically? Yes, and that's exactly where the story is going. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. You got it. Neighbors. When I was little in Peru, we had next door neighbors, and they had like nine children. I I kid you not. And they were very evangelical too, so I can, mm-hmm. I can see that, because they they just whatever comes comes, you know. And I and, mean, no, <laughs> I mean <laughs> that's not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mostly the dad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never the yeah. mom. Never like the ever. mom. Nope, nope. Oh yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> the husband and Jesus comes. That's that's all that matters. Oh. <laughs> Good. Well, Jesus is supposed to come again, but it's taken him two two thousand years to do it. He's so been edging for so long, man. Can you imagine? And he said that he Those wouldn't blue send balls. the blood. Blue balls. Damn, blue balls need a bulkusi. A bulkusi. it. Anyway, sorry. Go on. That needs to be a sponsor. I mean, but anyway. Yeah, uh, right, right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Quiverful basically says, you know, you don't use any protection. You don't do any kind of planning or any, anything like that. Mm-hmm. You just have as many children as God blesses you with. The idea being yep. every child is an arrow in a quiver full of arrows, and you just shoot those arrows out in the world and see what happens. So, some shooting, all right. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely some shooting. You know, a couple of misfires, <laughs> but you get it. Um, mm-hmm. My, um, So I had two younger siblings. Uh, after myself, you know, there was a seven year gap between me and my younger brother, but mm. you know, that was mm-hmm. you know, kind of whole, all part of it. Um, and right about that time, you know, this doctor also had children of his own and some adopted children because he was very anti-abortion and he adopted some of the kids that he, you know, talked some people out of aborting. So he was like, Hey, uh, we're interested in homeschooling too. There is this seminar that's going around. Uh, this guy has some really good ideas about homeschooling. Why don't we go listen to that? And that's how my parents found a man named Bill Gothard, who led a homeschooling cult called the Advanced Training Institute of America. This same homeschooling cult is the cult that the Duggar family of 19 Kids and Counting and the Bates family of Bringing Up Bates. Oh my God. (laughs) Both uh, belong to. Yes. So we ended up uh, joining that in the early 1990s. Now, keep in mind, I was already being homeschooled at this point through various (sighs) curriculums, but we settled in on this and I ended up following this homeschool culty shit until I graduated in 2002. So that was pretty much my entire life. We ended up going back to do with, uh, I'm sorry, focus on the family in Colorado. Is this, does this have anything to do with that? Uh, you know, it doesn't. Um, they're oh, kind okay. of like separate animals, but my dad did have a lot of uh, mm-hmm. focus on the family's books. James Dobson was okay. a common yeah. uh, theme in our house. And especially before we got full on into this cult, dad followed a lot of the advice that James Dobson put out, oh, particularly when God. it came to, you know, spanking, yeah. physical abuse, that sort of thing. Of course. Yay. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. For so, the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a whole thing. So, um, so we were full on into this. Meanwhile, at a certain point, uh, we decided to go back to Europe as missionaries. So oh, wow. when I was 12, we moved back to Belgium. And I spent pretty much my entire teenage life over there, uh, still being wow. homeschooled, still following all these culty teachings. Meanwhile, shit was going to hell over here in the States as far mm. as the cult was going. There were certain things that were happening <laughs> that were leading to things falling apart down the road for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no clue of this. And when I get back to the States after I graduated, I started noticing that a lot of people were starting to speak speak up about this cult and like, hey, there's some fucked up shit going on. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think much of it at that point because I was still very much in this independent fundamental Baptist mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ended up working for a church um, right out of uh, high school. I didn't even really go to college. The only college options I have were also very cult related. So I ended up taking a couple gap years and just working, working around, trying to figure, figure things out. And, um, yeah, eventually I started working for a church where the pastor of that mm-hmm. particular church, uh, where, which also happened to be where I lived because they gave me parsonage and everything as a music minister. Um, they, oh, wow. the pastor there, uh, ended up abusing his wife oh, and, mm-hmm. oh, lovely. yeah, Hello. absolutely. And, uh, he resigned the church in disgrace, but then somehow got through a long convoluted series of events, got voted back in like a month later. And I resigned, I resigned to disgust. And that was when I started questioning everything Mm. that was happening. How old were you around this time? I was 19. 19. Oh, wow. Right. I started questioning at that point, but I didn't really want to leave Christianity. And I wanted to, you know, try to figure out, you know, how I could make the stuff that I grew up with work for me as an adult. And I stayed in it way longer than I should have until roughly about uh, the age of 20, 21, uh, or I'm sorry, a little bit, a little bit older, about 24, 25. Um, mm-hmm. I started, um, you know, working on my own, uh, got a job. Uh, I was working also basically a second volunteer job at a church working in their TV radio department. And um, I kept noticing that the leader of the homeschool cult that I grew up in, Bill Gothard, he was accused of having committed several essay um, hmm. uh, events with uh, some of the students that worked for him. And then, um, Gross. then yeah. the person who took over the cult that my dad was tutored under, Jack Hiles, the guy up there, Jack Scott, he was also accused of the same thing. The and fuck? I, exactly, I, I, started, I approached my dad about this. I said, hey, why is all this happening all at once? And then I found out that there were other stories I was not privy to people that I knew personally that, you know, mm-hmm. as I dug into this, you know, I just knew that they had disappeared from our lives. I didn't know that they had also been accused of the same stuff. So I asked dad, I was like, Hey, what's going on here? Like, why does this keep happening? And he said, and his response was not, I didn't know his response was, well, we just don't want to talk about it. Mm, always. And I said, oh that's interesting. So you knew all this was going on, but you never said anything. Yep. He was like, well, it's not my place to, I said, you're a fucking preacher. Mm, yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry but you know you're up there talking about everybody else's sin every sunday right why can't you yeah. talk about what your friends are doing because your friends are out there hurting people and he didn't take kindly to this so uh at the time Uh-oh. i was helping him out with the church plant he fired me and uh i kind of struck out on my own i started my deconstruction journey that then i started 
checking out mainstream churches that were outside of my cult. Uh, I either found elements of my cult in each one I visited, or I found that they were quick to defend what I grew up in. Like you got to understand people like the Duggars. And especially when the Duggars started going through a lot of the revelations in their own family, the Duggars enjoyed Mm -hmm. mainstream support from evangelicals. Even as the worst stories were coming out, people were quick Uh to Mm -hmm. uh, defend Josh Duggar and all that sort of shit. Yep. And I was like, it's just over and over again. I keep seeing this pattern. So probably about 2014, 2015, I finally came to the decision in and of myself. I was just like, I've been questioning like how I've been raised in Christianity and what Christianity means to me. And I've been willing to break down everything and start over. I've never up until this point been able to break down. Do I actually even believe in God anymore? And I said, it's time I start doing that because God's certainly not doing anything about all this stuff happening. And Mm -hmm. people are getting hurt in his name. If he's not doing anything about it, why should I believe in him? So I started, I started doing my own research into what atheism was and, you know, qu- started really considering arguments against God. Um, I started listening to people like Seth Andrews and yes. uh, yeah. yes, and Matt Dillahunty, who angered me tremendously when I first started, but he made a lot of sense, which made me even matter. which oh, I, no. love, Anger I, you. I love that now. Yeah. Uh, and like the puzzle in a thunderstorm guys and everything too, like all their podcasts, I just started really like eating that up. And I was just like, you know, this actually makes a lot of sense. So I started um, really coming out of Christianity in 2014, 2015. And then I was just going to keep it quiet and live my life and not ask, answer any more questions about it. 2016 hit and everything that went with that, you know, mm-hmm. with the rise of Trump. And I right. saw everybody in, yep. especially here in Alabama, just really get on board that train. And I was just like, this shit's not going to leave me alone, is it? Okay, fine. I'm going to say something about it. So, yeah, I've been wow. pretty vocal about it since. <laughs> well, good. How is life over there in that area? I know it's like Bible Belt. Bible Belt. belt. Can't even fucking talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a felt belt, really. It's like, uh, it's very smooth. <laughs> like, it, it, it changes colors when you rub it. It's weird. Um, no, it's... <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> it's like a mood belt, if you know what I mean. No, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm lucky to live in in Birmingham, Alabama, in the Birmingham area, which Birmingham is a very um, progressive city as far as Alabama goes. I mean, it's okay. nowhere near like say in Atlanta or Nashville or something, but it's still, you know, more progressive than your average uh, Alabama town. Unfortunately, there's still like a lot of cultural Christianity that happens to where one of the first things that people ask when you meet them is literally, where do you go to church? Because that's kind of like a quick way to size you up. Right. And some people still don't know what to do when you say, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, exactly. It's super effective. But, uh... <laughs> but it's not it's not that bad then over there right now. Yeah. At it... least in the area that you're at. Yeah, in the in the Birmingham metro area, it's fine. But like when you start getting out in the suburbs, and especially in the backwoods where I'm from, mm, it is yeah. uh, it's a different country. Like it is like uh, scary. It's, it's a bit scary. <laughs> well, you know, my, my dad yeah. passed a couple of years ago, and um, I went out to his funeral, like out in out in, in that backwoods, and I was just so amazed at just how much time had frozen 
Like, you, you know, you go back home and everything's yeah, changed and right. there's like things built up. Nothing has changed. If anything, it's kind of gotten a little bit more derelict. And I was just like, this place is frozen in time. I, I just, wow. Wow. It just makes sense <laughs> why they would be that way, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, no change whatsoever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is this cult still around? It is. So okay. like I said, oh. Bill, yeah, Bill Gothard was uh, accused of what he was accused of. Mm-hmm. There were some uh, legal actions taken, unfortunately, they weren't ever followed through on. Of course. But, uh, pardon me. Yep. <sighs> Sorry, allergies. Um, <clears throat> no problem. Yeah, they were never uh, fo- really followed through on, but um, he was removed as the uh, leader of the cult. Mm. He, you know, the board removed him, so he's off doing his own thing. Dude's like 88 at this point, oh and he's gosh. still pushing the shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and he keeps trying to worm his way back into this cult because he misses being over. Because you have to understand, this shit was so popular at one point in the 90s that we were filling up the basketball stadium at the University of Tennessee with our seminars, okay? What? Oh, wow. Holy it shit. was like an annual thing. You'd go to Knoxville, Tennessee, and we would just pack the house full of people all dressed in the same clothes, white shirts, oh my uh, God. blue pants, or, or, yeah, or navy blue dresses. It was a whole thing. Uh, there were like there was like this little pseudo army thing he was doing called the alert program. Um, oh my god! Where you'd be marching around and doing push ups and shit uh, <laughs> for all the boys. <laughs> push ups for Jesus. Yeah, push ups. So, oh my god! So, Chad, ch- what is the name of the cult again? Could you please sure. so I can look it up? Yeah, it's the Advanced Training Institute. It's part of a it's part of a larger group called the Institute in Basic Life Principles. And yes, Basic those are the most principles. boring titles you can think of. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but it kind of like wow. denotes, you know, just how uh, insidious oh, wow. it is because it sounds very generic. But when you right. dig into it, it's fucked yeah. up shit. Oh yeah, I found the website. Oh my god, there's the discipleship tools, events. There's all kinds of shit going on here. I don't see the <laughs> the uniforms though, but. <laughs> Maybe they don't wear them anymore, but well, oh yeah. my gosh, they've relaxed a few of the rules. But back mm-hmm. in the day, and I can I can send you some pictures later if you need. But mm-hmm. back in the day, mm-hmm. like you know, we we all dressed the same. We all sounded pretty much the same. Of course, it was all white people. <laughs> you know, I was because, about to say, like, was there any yeah. diversity? Of none, no, none. Just... I think we may have had one black speaker every once in a while, but yeah. literally everyone who got up there, and it was mostly men, uh, because. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, if you've ever seen that image that gets shared around Facebook every once in a while, where mm-hmm. it shows, like, the biblical structure of the house, and you have, like, a three-tiered umbrella with Jesus at the top, yeah. men, <laughs> and then women, mm-hmm. yeah. So, that yeah. is actually from our cult. We developed oh, that. Lovely. What? Yeah. So, the idea was that men <clears throat> were supposed to be the head of women in every mm-hmm. regard. Like, even if you were unmarried, like... Ooh your dad was supposed to be over you or your older brother or whoever your nearest male authority figure was. And, you know, if you're a woman. So Mm -hmm. um, the idea was, you know, that there was that authority structure. And if you stayed in that, you would be okay. If not like God and, or the oppression of Satan would strike you down until you got back under that umbrella. Yeah. It was that right. I found the the what you were talking about the cadets, uh, the yeah. alert cadets. Is that mm-hmm. the one? Yep. Oh my gosh! 
It says it's a nationwide discipleship program for fathers and sons. Alert Cadet provides a toolbox of biblical resources to assist fathers in turning their hearts to their sons and leading their sons into biblical manhood. Ooh, biblical, biblical manhood. manhood. Oh my what God. does that look like? <laughs> what is biblical manhood? Just, so oh my God. To chop up your concubine. Oh, I, or do. Uh, <laughs> or do. <laughs> Technically biblical, oh guys. I mean... <laughs> um, no, Cut up your concubine into 12 pieces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if you're Absalom, you know, just, uh, you know, take all the concubines for yourself in view of everybody. That was a thing. Too. Oh, my God. What a crazy... Sh- oh, wow. So, wow. I didn't know about this. This is insane. So Alert Cadet was like the junior version of their bigger alert program. Gothard uh-huh. basically tried to have his own pseudo-military uh, full uh-huh. of like young boys dressing uniforms going into emergency situations and cleaning up shit alert cadet uh-huh. was the junior version of that and i did uh-huh. three days of it in a knoxville seminar and it was the worst three <laughs> days of my life if you see me on tiktok you can tell i'm not a very um <laughs> athletic person never have been they uh-huh. had us out there running um marching doing push-ups getting yelled at by drill instructors and stuff Repelling down the World's Fair Tower in Knoxville, um, rolling out in the mud, doing an obstacle course. I fell off the zip tower, landed on my back. Oh, I fainted on the on the repelling tower. Oh, they had to pull me back up. God. And I mean, I, I was legit injured at one point. And uh-huh. um, my dad still kept pushing me to go back out there because I turned 12 during all this. Like I had my 12th birthday in the middle of this program. And for my birthday, my dad took me out while I was complaining to him saying, look, I just can't do this. I'm physically not good at this stuff. And he took me out for ice cream and told me, you know, the problem, the reason that you can't do all this is because I haven't trained you to be a man enough. Like if I were, if I were training you to be a man, like the authority figure that, you know, your sisters and, you know, your future wife and everything need, then you would be able to do all this sort of thing. But that's oh, how I feel. Wow. <laughs> I don't know I, what to tell I, you here. I don't even know. This is so weird. It is. Um, that, but yeah. Yeah, you said the cadet and I found the actual one, the alert Academy, mm-hmm. uh, dot com, And yeah, it looks like military service kind of, kind of Steve. But like, it's what are weird. they training uh, for? I don't, I don't understand. Well, the idea was that the, you know, if there were spiritual warfare, you know, <laughs> yes, literally. Oh my god, you're you right. Actually, stop. Uh, we we sang songs and shit about uh, going after what? Satan's strongholds and tearing down imaginations and stuff like that. It was a whole thing. Imagination but, land. Oh my god, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's yeah, legit was, crazy. Well, the idea was the the, the, the secular way that he pitches, because he would like run these programs um, as part of city or municipal efforts to uh, treat wayward kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would sell them to these different municipalities and everything saying, hey, look, we can train you uh-huh. up some uh, guys who can respond to emergency situations. Like if a tornado comes through, we can send our, our boys out and they'll, you know. Okay, like a up. National Guard yeah. kind of thing. <clears throat> Kind of like that, but you know, make it yeah, uh, make it Jesus. Make so, it Jesus. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so that's uh, th- that's what all that was about. But really, I think you know, the long and short of it is, Gothard just wanted an army. The man was delusional. Mm. He thought you could 
you could do literally anything without going to college. He tried to do a medical apprenticeship program at one point where Shut people would up. just learn what? how to perform medicine, uh, like working under doctors, oh. not even going to school. <gasps> yeah. What? <laughs> it, it is crazy. <laughs> So I, I like so I'm on the website for the you know <laughs> I'm under admissions and eligibility right and the yeah. first one says single young men at least 17 years of age I'm like what what if you're seeing somebody like isn't this like the quiverful movement or no is this is something different it's part of it yeah so like you could very I well be, be looking for uh, yeah yeah that's so funny oh oh it's it's thirty five or a hundred dollar application fee nice. Yeah, they're going to get the money out of you. And, oh, for sure. Yeah, you know, and, and this is this is true too. Like you know, this is very much steeped in purity culture. Um, I was just about to ask. Yeah, I kissed yep. dating goodbye, all that sort of thing. We uh, were the ones that did it first. Uh, um, <laughs> you hipster, what? you. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we did it before it was cool. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were like the we we're like the original IPAs of. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> Oh my God. Of like not having sex. That was our thing. <laughs> <laughs> or not holding hands even. Right. So, yeah. so was it both uh, restrictive for both male and female or just like the female? Because, you know, women are whores naturally. Um, so was it yeah. both sexes? Um, I would say it was tougher overall on women. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, if you look through pretty much any of the, because uh, we were... We were taught through things that were literally called wisdom books. Oh God! Um, as part books. of our yes, as part of our curriculum, mm-hmm. and they would have entire chapters on there on what to wear. Women had like paragraphs and paragraphs of shit to do, like particular ways to style their hair, length of dresses, what? dressing to frame your countenance is what they said. Draw attention to your face because that would be what would draw people to God, right? Uh, <laughs> what? Yes. What if she was ugly? I was going to say, like, what? <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I will is, say is, this. Is that Satan then? It draws you to Satan? Like, <laughs> it might be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're ugly, it's just sort of like, well, bless your heart. You know, the the devil. Heart. Pray that God removes that ugly demon. But, no. you know, because <laughs> literally everything wrong in your life was due to demons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So, question now. How did this purity culture bullshit mess you up? <laughs> if you don't want to go too much detail, but no, it's I'm, fine. A, I'm sure it did. It, 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 I'm sure it fucked you up uh, at a certain level, right? Oh, it, it fucked me up on every level, and I have the yeah. copay receipts to prove it. But um, <laughs> yeah. oh no, and the list of diagnoses. Oh, yeah. But um, mm. yeah, it's a oh, uh, it, it's a whole thing. Um, we were taught like sex was not taught like at all. Mm. Um, oh. If you've ever seen like Nineteen Kids and Counting um they have like this book that they give the boys um like right before their wedding night essentially like a few days out uh that explains the entire thing um i would i could never oh my god oh no (laughs) No. what and and, and you gotta understand like you know you're so if you do it the prescribed way you know they prescribe courtship which is essentially arranged marriage like the parents Mm -hmm. of both the man and the woman will get together say hey our kids are a good fit let's encourage them to court and you know i've seen in some cases as little as three months like you know they're these horny young teenagers who aren't even allowed to hold hands when they're courting are like 
you're the one for me. This looks good to me. Let's go ahead and get married because God just has this for me and our parents approve. <laughs> so they'll, That's gross. Yeah. I can't. So, and I'm sure the yeah. divorce rate is high. <laughs> Mm, uh it turns out yes divorce you know oh they don't allow divorce but um it still happens and at that point like people either just don't talk about it or they'll excuse it saying well that was a you know whole other whole other thing you know god apparently wasn't in that or his demons yes (laughs) demons Demons. (laughs) so many demons so many demons i wonder what the rates are for domestic abuse for maybe um men being homosexual and being forced to marry Mm. a woman you know just not letting them express themselves the way they are and then being forced into a relationship that, you know, they have no clue about. I'm pretty sure the rates are like crazy. Right. We just don't know, you know. I personally know of several cases where that's happened. And I know of, mm-hmm. you know, several cases where, unfortunately, like some abuses happen within families, especially here in Alabama. Um, yep. I know of at least two or three cases where that's happened. And, mm-hmm. um you know, some got caught, some didn't. Uh, things like what happened with the Duggars, um, you know, are, were pretty commonplace just from the people I've talked to who have come out of it. Mm-hmm. And only thing is they didn't have, you know, a, a TV camera pointing at them. So, right. right. You know, exactly. So, exactly. yeah. So it, it's a really messed up system. And I know my dad tried to give me the sex talk a couple of times. and would always stop short of anything except, you know, don't masturbate. And he's like, and I'll explain the rest to you later. So, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So through the magic of the 1977 yeah. World Book Encyclopedia that we had on the shelf that I finally <laughs> figured out had an S section and also uh, the the Internet uh, later. Um, I, yeah, right. Yep. I, and and me being the Internet guy, having unrestricted access to it in our family. Hey, I, I finally figured out like, oh, OK, that's how that works. And. You know, that's all the mystery mm-hmm. for me. But right. uh, I know of some mm-hmm. people who literally did not know the mechanics of anything. And of course, you know, that's wow. just the heteronormative straight section of uh, right. of sex. Anything beyond that, you're basically fucked. Like, but not. not. in a good way. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> not, not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Um, Yikes. Uh, I would recommend that. I'm going to plug real quick if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, absolutely. I would recommend yeah, a good friend of mine who's also on uh, TikTok. Uh, Heather Heath, she's on as Backslidden Harlot. Okay. Um, she has written a book called Lovingly Abused, where she actually talks about, you know, like uh, the women's side of growing up in that purity culture. We both grew up in the same cult. Okay. And the way she explains it, because she, she was divorced uh, after after she left the cult and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, she experienced quite a bit and she knew other people who did too. Like she explains a lot more of that side of things than I ever experienced growing up. Cause I was overseas for quite a bit of it. And then yeah. when I came back over here to the States, I was just trying to play catch up mostly, but she does a really good job of laying it out. We need to book. get her on the show then. Cause I, I would love to hear. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's interesting though, because like all we always get like the, the, the woman's side, we never get the, the male side of purity right. culture. And yeah, the damage, for so. sure. But yeah, no, that's yeah. Definitely have to get her on. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming that um, your cult was basically anti-gay. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that's. Uh, I'm sure. Like, yeah. were there cases where they like outed people, or like? Were I they, don't like, know if they ever outed hush. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, I don't remember them ever outing anyone. Like, it, it's one of those weird things where, in my experience, if someone didn't fit the narrative, mm-hmm. they became a non-person. Like, you know, uh, we just don't oh. talk about them. Right. Um, 
So don't ask, don't tell. Or... Yeah, pretty much yeah. don't ask, don't tell. Were they ostracized? Yes, uh, they, they would pretty much either be like quietly disowned, or it would be like this whole, well, so and so is living away from the Lord, so mm, y'all just pray that they come back and stuff. But oh, you know, it would be like that person would be a non-entity. So okay. it was, um, it, it was just a really. I will say the the overriding theme of especially like the male experience and everyone, of course, in it. But, you know, if you're looking specifically for that kind of experience, the overriding theme of all of it was shame. Um, uh-huh. If you did not fall in line, if you didn't live up to a particular standard, if you um, if you weren't masculine enough, in my case, or if you uh, or if you had interests that were outside of the heteronormative co- courtship culture that they had, mm-hmm. um you were essentially uh, spiritually deficient. Like you did not measure up. So you either had to play ball or you had to, um, you know, just stumble through until you could find an escape. That's all there was to it. Right. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Aside from the shame, what other tactics did they use in this cult? Um, a lot of thought stopping, uh, like I said yeah. before, you know, the, a lot of focus on alert was, you know, casting down imaginations as they called it. So, <laughs> it, right. Yeah. So anytime you had a thought or a doubt or anything, you were trained to like capture it and say, wait a minute, is this in line with scripture? If not, then we throw it out, you know, and you were, wow, you were advised <laughs> to use scripture very liberally, uh, to a point like you could they talked about using ramas which meant that you would read the bible like for example i could read this thing about while the king was on his couch my nard gave forth its fragrance right, okay right. so so using that verse i could just say well uh what that says to me or what the holy spirit is saying to me is oh that you know when the king is on his couch so when god is sitting in a place of rest and authority and everything i need to have my life give forth a sweet fragrance to him and every action i do gives off a smell and it needs to be a, a beautiful smell all the time. Shit. dude i could do this shit all it day like you give me a that was amazing right exactly yeah it, you get really good i at think improv. it literally <laughs> that was actually a very literal thing about king solomon being a, a man whore mm. right right yeah I mean, yeah <laughs> you got a lot there's nothing to interpret oh my god uh, <laughs> but, but they they encourage that they'd be like you know here, here's a random verse yeah. make up a thing about mm-hmm. it and it had to be approved by your authorities and all that so it was just wow. a whole thing yeah wow we should start doing that now we just should. grab a bible verse yeah. and interpret it it's out of context yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always always they haven't even read their own goddamn bible right <laughs> they don't even uh, know about the nards <laughs> <laughs> god damn it holy nords <laughs> um so okay so since leaving the cult after you left the, all that behind how has your relationship with your family been what and relationship are... with my family <laughs> oh Fair no i mean like are, are they still in the cult or are they like well i'll put it this way like mm. i think my parents at some point understood that there was something wrong with ATI and IBLP. So they quietly moved their way out of it. Thankfully, my younger two siblings, um, yeah, my younger two siblings uh, ended up doing another curriculum. I was the only one who was stuck with it all the way through. So, uh, okay. 
so they they went with another curriculum they don't have much of a of a memory of all this mm-hmm. uh thankfully but they still stayed in fundamentalism so the thing about the independent fundamental mm-hmm. baptist church is it's like a cult buffet <laughs> you can find like a cult a whole buffet bu- yeah, you can find, I'm not even kidding, you can find like a whole bunch of different, you know, like mini cult leaders to follow and all these different, you know, camps to be in, in this denomination and make it all work. So right. they're still in the Independent Fundamental Baptist Church. My dad pastored uh, a church out in the backwoods of Alabama, again, where he grew up until his death. Mm-hmm. And my mom is still very much associated with that church, as is my younger brother, my older brother, and then my older sisters are out elsewhere. I do have one younger sibling who's away, and they're um, living their best life out in the Pacific Northwest, thankfully, away from all this. I want to visit there. (laughs) Right? Yeah. But but we have a good relationship with the rest of the family, not so much. I tried Mm. to maintain a relationship with my with my folks and i gave all sorts of concessions and i compromised so much to just at least be respectful with them because they understood at some point that they never would accept that i was an atheist but they did accept that you know i was not you know part of the ifb anymore and so we just agreed to talk never talk about their house well that just meant i wasn't allowed to talk about it they'd constantly be talking about their church and everything and talking about politics i didn't agree with and I think the very last straw finally came when mom, you know, especially like in the height of Trumpomania, felt uh-huh. old enough to use the N-word at the table at, uh, during Thanksgiving. Oh. During Thanksgiving. Oh. And, in front of my right, turkey? Mom. God yeah. damn it. Right? So I was just wow. like, yeah, th- this is it. I said, there is no way I can safely be around my family anymore. Like, yeah. I, I felt oh, like sorry, I was constantly man. on eggshells. I felt like there was just, you I know waiting for the waiting for the next thing to drop so i was just like okay well uh, i'm just going to leave and just kind of just leave it at that so we haven't really talked very much other than my dad's funeral that's pretty much it wow yeah yeah um question uh please correct me if i'm wrong because i'm probably am wrong but did you run a far right news site no? At one point, yes, okay. I did. So, what was that about? Like, what? I want to know, like, <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh, geez, you've been using the Wayback Machine. Uh... <laughs> Surprise, <What>? motherfucker! <laughs> do tell, do tell. What the fuck? Oh my god. Okay, so as part of <laughs> after I graduated, when I was looking for different colleges, mm-hmm. I stumbled upon this one college called Patrick Henry College in Percival, Virginia. Right. Okay. And I went to a teen camp of theirs. Now, Patrick Henry College is built for homeschoolers. And for a long time, they only had one major, which was government. Oh. The idea being that they would bring in all these homeschoolers from different walks of life, the cult I was in and elsewhere, and they would train them to be like the next generation of, you know, government leaders, put them in positions where they'd be interns in Washington, because they're an hour outside of Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, they would train them to be like the next big conservative movers and shakers. Mm-hmm. And for a goodly portion, they've been pretty successful. Madison Cawthorn uh, came from oh. that college. Oh, um, wow. One of Trump's main PR people came from that college. I know some people who still have government positions who were from that college. And um, I went there as a young teenager for the very first teen camps. And I fell in love wow. with it. And so I networked with a whole bunch of different other uh, teens who, quite frankly, we didn't know what the fuck we were talking about. All we knew was just this regurgitated version of whatever they said about, uh, 
you know, uh-huh. uh, the Constitution and shit. Right. So we literally tried to make like a networking and alt-right site before it was cool. We're talking 2001, <laughs> 2002. Oh my God. Was, yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, we tried to do all this shit and like tried to make what America great fuck? again before it was even a thing. So when all the stuff... <laughs> Yeah, well, oh when all the things came out about Trump, you know, and I was well away from it at that point, I was like, oh, no, it's the consequences of my actions and everybody <laughs> else I grew up with coming back to me. This oh, sucks, no. you know, because yeah. I, I've, uh, there was one point where I very naively thought this shit will never take off. This will never become mainstream. Like, when I, <laughs> yeah, I was just oh, like, God. I could just leave that Psych. in the past. I'll never come back. And shit, it became mainstream. I was like, God damn it. Well, Okay. And that's part of the reason I'm on TikTok, because I'm like, you know, as all this bad shit happens, I'm kind of over there going, okay, so there was a cult, and <laughs> I've seen all this coming, here's what happened, you know? So, yeah. yeah. But the, the bad part is, not a lot of people realize that this has been the plan for a goodly 30 years or so. Hmm. Like, a lot of the people uh-huh. I grew up with, you gotta understand, we weren't promised to be, you know, like, super elite Christians in and of itself. We were promised world domination. Oh, like that was the end goal. What? Yes. They taught us that we were going to bring in a new generation of Christians and we were we it was Christian dominionism. It truly was in its purest form. And right. that's what we were promised. And unfortunately, a lot of people still hold to that who are in very powerful positions now. And wow. you know, I'm just like, well, I can't do much about a lot of problems in this world, but I can at least tell people, hey, this has been the plan for a long time. This is what you need to look out for. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's Yikes. that's crazy. Oh my yeah. gosh! God. So all that say, yes, I did do it. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's okay. Yeah. And the question now is, um, how? I'm assuming that when you started deconstructing and you started leaning towards the other, you know, side of the spectrum, kind of like um, Seth Andrews, right? Like he said that he used to be very, you know, yeah right wing and then he started deconstructing and all of a sudden he's on the other side it's kind of interesting he's in reality (laughs) well yeah and and you have to understand too like you know and one of the things that gave me a bit of comfort it doesn't excuse anything but Mm -hmm. one of the things that gave me comfort was when my therapist told me as i was you know talking about all this and by the way therapy Mm -hmm. for days when you're deconstructing please because god that helps um yeah i um i sat down with her, you know, and she said, look, you know, your brain is still in development when you're a teenager, like all the way up through your mid-20s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it, what what you did back then, yes, I mean, you know, you bear the responsibility of it. But understand, too, you know, you were you were told in your developing brain that you were uh, an expert. You were you were a person who understood something the rest of the world didn't understand. And that's very heady stuff for somebody who's still trying to figure out the world. Right. You were robbed of your teenagerhood. You were yep. robbed of the opportunity to, uh, you know, figure out the stuff by yourself. And she said, this is something we're going to have to work on. It's harder now as you're an adult, but this is something mm-hmm. that, you know, you can, um, that, that you can go back and work through and it's okay to do so. And, you know, and I try, and this is part of the, the most difficult part of all this we were taught that, you know, kids were essentially supposed to be uh, trained to be adults by the time they were five. And Bill Gothard, hmm. the leader of our cult, said that teenagerhood was a myth, that young men what? should be ready to leave by the time they're 13. I literally had a church service where, <laughs> that, oh where, where they welcomed me to manhood when I was 13. 
and um wow so yeah so you understand like when i look back on my childhood i don't see a child i don't see a teenager i see an extension of myself and i don't like that part of myself so that's been the hardest thing about deconstruction Hmm. is trying to make peace with the reality that that was a child because to me it felt like it was supposed to be an adult all the way through you grew up way too fast yeah well he was forced to yeah yeah, literally yeah yeah well your your entire safety your your support structure and everything in your family depends Mm -hmm. on it wow isn't 13 the same age as the bar mitzvah in judaism yeah so So, (laughs) which technically is similar right like the manhood all, all of a sudden you're a man whatever bullshit in retrospect, I think it was an appropriation of that whole ceremony, mm-hmm. but we just mm-hmm. didn't call it that because we had to make it Jesus. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know. Jesus was a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesus was oh. white and he lived in America, okay? God, <laughs> get it right. <laughs> yeah, blue eyes. Blue eyes. Told me that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my. <laughs> And we thought the Mormons were crazy, but anyway. Oh, Mormons. <laughs> God damn it, Mormons. The only, thing, the only good thing that came out of the Mormons was the musical. Right? Like, <laughs> and they just announced, I think I think it was like today, they announced they're doing a national, another national tour, so I'm so excited for that. Really? Yes. I need to catch it this time. Yes. Because my favorite part is the, you know, the fuck you God song. And I love watching people walk out. Yeah, I've seen so many people walk out of the theater, piss the fuck off. And mm, it's perfect. Do they not expect that? Or like just didn't know it was I, part I mean, of it? I guess not. It's funny. I mean, if you were, if you were, if I were to tell you that <sighs> the guys from South Park made a musical about religion. <laughs> like, come on, come on. <laughs> but yeah no it's 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 hilarious i can love it so much i first heard that song pretty early on in my deconstruction and i Mm. was pretty pissed about it at first but i couldn't stop listening to it because i just love the i love the whole at first i just felt like well they're poking fun at the disneyfication of africa and stuff like that but then when uh when as i started listening to it more and more i'm like this actually makes sense (laughs) (laughs) damn it you're right (laughs) And the, and the funny thing is, Mormons love it because it's kind of promoting <laughs> them, even though it's in a super bad light. But they're, they'll sit outside the theater and be like, hey, I, you know, you just saw the Book of Mormon. Want, you want to join Mormonism? Oh, like, my God. Oh, God, no. Are you serious? I'm dead fucking serious. Yes, dead fucking <gasps> serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, they'll, they'll try anything, you know. But <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it's it's free yeah. any pr is good pr i, I, I don't know what the, you know, the phrase is but oh but by yeah. the way i used to knock on doors yeah. uh for the churches <gasps> no. that, I, that really? i was in the ifb oh so really yeah we had that in common with the mormons i yeah. got i got really good at being ray comfort door to door um wow <laughs> you carry a banana i was gonna say this is <laughs> Okay, even when I was in, I knew the banana thing was bullshit. I saw that and I was like, a banana's a mutant, though. Right, we made it that way. That's not the natural form. Come on, Ray. That's the atheist worst nightmare. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Okay, okay. I went to a Way of the Master conference in America's Georgia when I was still in, right? Hmm. And uh-huh. uh, I pissed off Kurt Cameron <laughs> accidentally. Oh, God. Because, oh, um, okay, so for those of you who don't know, Kurt Cameron <laughs> starred in a remake of the Disney semi-classic The Computer War 10 Issues in the 90s. Uh, so okay. it was like a Disney Channel original movie or something. Yeah. Where he basically plays this nerdy kid in uh, college who gets shot by a computer and suddenly becomes really good at trivia. <laughs> That's the whole plot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I so I, I, my naive ass went down there to this soul winning conference and saw him and Ray do their thing on the stage and all that. And then they had a book signing afterwards. So I went to go get my shit signed and understand I was a fan at this point. Yeah. I went up to him. I was like, mm-hmm. Kirk, I just got to say, man, Hey, I love your stuff. And Hey, I, I, you know what? I really loved you in the computer war tennis shoes. That was a big thing uh, when I was younger <laughs> and the look on his face, <laughs> oh my he was God. just like, he looked like he would stare daggers at me. He's like, yes, it was a lot of fun. And he like originally <laughs> signed uh, my thing. I was like, Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he thought you so, were trolling him. I think that's what he thought, but I genuinely meant it, so I think oh, <laughs> Damn it. Well fuck that guy. Yeah. Fucking uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. is vacant stare of a, of an acting face, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Same expression every time. Like you wanna talk oh my bad gosh. bad acting. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the um, what what uh, was it God's Not No, God's Not Dead. Yes, God's Not Dead. That one, but then the one that oh. Kevin Sorbo is in, is is, is it I don't those? Know which one? He, uh, he's, he, a, he's in the first one. The first one. Okay, yeah, like yeah. that. That that whole series is. You see that professor? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh he, yeah, I've seen scenes. It's so bad, it's, and it sucks because so he, you know he played Hercules bad. back in the day, and you know he was thought it was this badass, uh. and you know what? what uh, oh god. It's it's so great. It's so great. It's bad, or it's so bad. It's great. And there's that chick from Sabrina, uh, Melissa, Melissa whatever. Oh. And yeah. fucking Candace oh Cameron from God. Full House. She's a nut job. DJ, yes. well, DJ, like. Well, she, she's Kurt Cameron's sister. You see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Fuck. Yeah. Candace. I forgot it's a family Cameron. thing. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Cameron. Cameron. Shut the fuck up. It's yeah. a white people name. Okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're related. That would make a whole. That, that, makes, that makes sense. Well, you see, their, their mom was at wow. the same conference I was at, oh. and she was selling a book on how to raise, <sighs> on how to raise uh, kids in Hollywood as a Christian. It's a whole thing. Ooh. What? Yeah, like oh, the whole family's yeah, in on it, yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, if it's Gross. profitable for them, you know, gotta yeah. gotta rake in that cash. God damn it! God damn so, it! Um, so, I have a question. Go oh, go ahead. Now, I was I was going to say about the um uh about the God's Not Dead. I actually did a series of videos on the latest one they did because they literally touch on oh. homeschooling, which is my wheelhouse. Oh, okay. And they they did an entire movie about how homeschooling is under threat, and they you know have the same oh. David A. R. White's punchable face gets up David in front of Congress, White, and that's right. yeah, <laughs> I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah oh yeah he's basically the star he, he yeah, gets up yeah. and he's just like and he's like you know giving this uh january 6th speech to congress and everything yeah. where everyone claps and shit oh, and like it's uh and i did a series on that i was just like yeah this is stupid but as a homeschooler i can tell you this is what we dreamed about this is what we thought uh, we were being geared up to do and everything and it's just uh it's it's chilling crazy. to see it now given everything that's happened mm-hmm. but um like 
you know, to, to Christians, this isn't cheesy. This is actually what they think, you this know, they're supposed what, to be doing. Right. Yeah. This is oh what their God. life, you know, they want right. it to be. It's fucking scary. So have you, have you found like, uh, some type of community on TikTok? Oh God. Yes. With, um, yes. Cool. So, I mean, I've been following both of y'all for a while. Yeah. Um, Yay! Absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, there are some other people who speak out about the cult. Um, I yes. know uh, I'm close friends with um, the account uh, Cult Chronicles, who's okay. probably been doing it longest on TikTok. Okay. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and her story is just 10 times more bizarre than mine. Oh, um, okay. and of course, and of course, Heather Heath, who is, uh, mm-hmm. who's written a book. Um, she is on there as a backslidden harlot. Um, okay. she has, uh, she's written, you know, the book lovingly abused. And, uh, she was actually on Dr. Oz talking about that right about the time of the Josh Duggar trial. Oh, as well. really? Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, she, she's really been a really huge voice in advocating for people who grew up in the cult. So uh, those folks on TikTok, I've gotten to know really well. Uh, I've gotten to know uh, Eve was framed. Uh, we've yes. actually met. Yes. Uh, she is just an amazing person. Um, and gotten to know JJ Talks. And also on TikTok, uh, Deconstructive Criticism uh, is a real big friend of mine. And it turns out, you know, we don't live that nice. far from each other. So we hang out hey. quite a bit. Nice. So, Sweet. Yeah. It's, that um, is awesome. Yeah. It, it's great that I've been able to reach out like on this Silly app that I just started like watching at the beginning of the pandemic just to <laughs> get a hit on oh melatonin. God. And I started telling my story on there because my um, <laughs> my therapist literally told me, she was just like, you need to find an outlet for telling your story. I said, well, I can't really write and I disassociate mm-hmm. whenever I do that. She's like, why don't you perform your story? Because I work in comedy. I do improv and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. And, um, and she's like, you're really good at standing up in front of people and um and talking she said why don't you find a way to perform your story i was like well how the hell am i gonna wait a minute there's an app where (laughs) i have to do things in one minute or less that might be interesting (laughs) so i started telling my story in one minute increments is kind of a challenge and uh, Mm. it just kind of took off from there that's fucking cool you you should do like a whole like stand-up routine up in uh in april oh Oh, god that'd be be amazing I, I can write some jokes for it now. Seriously. <laughs> we could just do it in the hotel room. We don't have to be like in front no. of everybody. Well, I was going to say, we can, we can just grab some drinks. We'll go buy a six pack or something yeah. and just hang out. I was going to say, we can do it at the Atheist Barbecue at Jeff's. Ooh. Just saying. Nice. We'll, we'll probably What's the one? deal with purity culture? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the airline food of relationships. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, Jerry. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all of that. Yes, that's fucking hilarious. Oh, oh my god! Like, so where can we find you, sir? Yes. Uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere. Uh, TikTok. I'm Arch Radish. Um, I have mm-hmm. something of a presence on Twitter as Arch Radish, and I don't, okay. I don't promote it a whole lot on TikTok mm-hmm. because I deal with some pretty dark shit. But yeah. uh, I do mm-hmm. a comedy with a with a troupe on Twitch called uh, Chaotic Good Improv. Yeah, and uh, chaotic what? I'm sorry, chaotic good improv. So uh-huh. yeah, we have like a little D and D naming thing going. D&D. Yeah, yeah, almost. That's but, uh, pretty cool. Yeah, we've uh, awesome. So we do stuff on there, but uh, pretty much all my deconstruction stuff is on TikTok and or Twitter. Okay. Awesome. awesome. Fuck yeah. Well, I want to say thank you, man, for yes. taking the time to chill with us and you are hilarious. sharing this. Uh, 
yeah, sharing this stuff. This weird, oh, weird cult stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do take it lightheartedly, but it is sure, it is traumatic it is, stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I I do find like you know finding a bit of humor and everything kind of takes takes away its power, and right. actually having yeah. people. You know, I understand totally. that it's pretty dark and it's pretty horrifying, but having people point out the ridiculousness of it and, you know, uh-huh. and, and really like stripping away its power that way is really helpful. So what you guys do is absolutely amazing. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I appreciate That's what y'all do on that. That's pretty much what I do. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> yes, very much so. We need more people speaking out, yes. um, you know, yep. about what their traumas and yeah just exposing 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 it's so important indeed yep that's what we're here for well, thank you <laughs> yeah thank you and we wanted to remind our listeners that we do have a merch store if you go to our bios on tiktok if you can find them um <laughs> or you can just go to the burning but soon we're gonna be porting over our merch store to a different site but for now you can go to the burning there is a merch store and there is a shirt with mel fucking jesus in the ass Woo-hoo! that's right i love that (laughs) (laughs) yes you do it's fantastic she has a strap on i do and and it says mel 316 on jesus's ass it's amazing yep (laughs) and i'm in the back holding um a gasoline um like a A gasoline with the a can of gas (laughs) burning down the tree burning burning the tree burning eden (laughs) he's burning eden i'm fucking jesus it's teamwork it's teamwork yeah it's it's just wood all around (laughs) yeah um (laughs) also if you're a simp i mean a fan of our content and like what we do please consider supporting us you can do so by going to anchor.fm slash burning eden 666 and and clicking on the support button we would like to thank kayla william robin kit and chico for supporting us thank you and you can choose a monthly amount if you want to do 99 cents it's fine it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter as long as you share the joy of bath and mail with your loved ones or your hated ones Mm. whichever way you want to use this podcast make sure to leave us a voice message we got a (laughs) fantastic (laughs) message recently (laughs) oh yeah that's amazing so please, please, please go to anchor.fm slash burning it is 666 and leave us a voice message. You can also do so, I think, through Spotify, if I'm not wrong. And make sure to leave us a rating. Yes. No less than five stars, please. Yes. Uh, just basically, like, <laughs> pre- pretend you're rating my tits, okay? Just five stars. That's right. Five, like, ten stars. I don't know. <laughs> don't forget, uh, we will continue to uh, promote this, but Atheist Convention, April 14th to the 17th, Woo! we'll be there. We'll, uh, same that's right. Matt, we'll be there. I'm so fucking excited. Um, if you go to convention.atheists.org, you will find location, mm-hmm. venue, tickets, all the fun stuff. Um, but yeah. Yeah, we look forward to meeting everybody. And of course, we have recoveringfromreligion.org mm-hmm. as a resource yes. that we always want to promote. Yes. They do have the Secular Therapy Project, yes. which I hear is fantastic because mm-hmm. uh, you can find some, you know, legit, yeah. <laughs> some real, not, <laughs> not religious, uh, actual <laughs> therapists, uh, part of a good network. And also there are forums for uh, just, you know, support for those who are deconstructing. Yep. It's a good time. Yeah. Again, one more time, Chad. Thank you thank so you much. So you much. are fucking awesome. Sorry, y'all. And real quick, I also forgot to plug a good godless who yeah. I know you've had on the show before. Yes, if I didn't, if I didn't yes. plug them, 
Yeah, if I didn't plug Gigi, um, I know that they would give me shit about later. So, yeah. Gigi, we love you. Love you, Gigi. So much. Love you. So much. <laughs> All right, then. We're going to wrap it up like a strap-on fucking Jesus. Hell yeah. Wait, do you wrap those up? No, I don't not really. Just, no, just raw dog. Whatever. <laughs> I've been doing it wrong. I've been doing it wrong. Or right. You got to be safe. But regardless... It is what the Lord wants. Amen. 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 Ah! <laughs>